Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 23. Hi, I'm your host, Anne Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential, whether you're a woman in business or a woman working in a corporate role. Joining me today on the show is Lisa Marie Pepe. She is the confidence coach and online visibility experts for heart-centered women entrepreneurs. She's also a business coach, an inspirational author, and motivational speaker from Positive Transformation Life Coaching. Lisa Marie empowers her clients to fully embrace their unique gifts and talents by providing them with the skills they need to develop rock-solid confidence, become vibrantly visible online, thrive in business, and create the life they most desire. And on today's show, Lisa Marie is going to share how to truly live the life you desire and not settling for a life of mediocrity, how to stop self-sabotaging yourself, and if you fail to do this one thing, the answer is always going to be no. So welcome to the show, Lisa Marie. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. It's really, really an honor to be here with you and with your listeners. Yeah, so look, thank I'm you very much. so looking forward to it, especially being able to, to speak to someone else who's passionate about helping people to, to get vis- <laughs> visible and uh, get found online. So let's dive in because I know you've got so much, uh, so many insights and wisdom to, to share. Let's talk about living the life that we truly desire and not settling for a life of mediocrity. So let's share more about that. It's one of the areas that I'm incredibly passionate about. And, and it stems from, you know, personal experience, um, having gone through, you know, several setbacks, both personally and professionally, mm. um, just a few years ago. And knowing what it feels like to actually settle for mediocrity and not live up to my highest potential. And now fast forwarding to where I am living in alignment with my, you know, higher calling and just feeling really great about life. It's like night and day. Mm-hmm. And because I've been able to feel the difference and and get through the dark time and get through the fears and, and really create the life that I do desire, I'm so passionate about empowering other women Uh, especially women entrepreneurs, to be able to do the same thing, Mm -hmm. to move away out of that mediocre mindset um, and not to settle just because they feel like they're not better or good enough or it's not worth them giving, 
you know, giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that all too often, people just settling for mediocrity. Yeah, it and is it really, really sad. Bad. Mm. What yeah. happened, it, you know, sometimes um, we can often live in this cycle and it can be that cycle of, of mediocrity. And, uh, and I think sometimes hearing someone share their story plants the seed that, hey, if it was possible for her, maybe it's possible for me too. So if we maybe can rewind and, and share, uh, share only what you feel comfortable and sharing what was the point for you then that you recognized you know what I'm not living the life that I truly desire what was that and what were the steps that you started to take that enabled you to really transform and and shift that for yourself yeah absolutely and I'm more than happy to share you know the things that I've gone through the struggles I've gone through because I feel as though if it can help someone else and if it can empower someone else to really feel like they too can move ahead in their life, then Mm. I'm more than happy to share. In 2011, I was working as a massage therapist and I had a car accident and was was injured nothing life-threatening but enough that it really disrupted my my life Mm -hmm. i had some neck and shoulder injuries that had uh ensued because of the car accident and i wasn't able to go back to work in the normal sense so i had been a massage therapist and i couldn't do it any longer and at the time it happened i thought I was going to be able to rebound very quickly. I figured no big deal. I'd had a little thunderbender here and there in the past. I would be fine and I would just go right back to work. And the truth of the matter is I wasn't fine. I wasn't fine two weeks after. I wasn't fine mm. two months after. I wasn't even fine two years after. Wow. Um, yeah, I had gone through some really tough stuff. And so in that, you know, I lost my... Uh, my position, you know, in, in mm. the day spa that I was working in, um, I had to close my own private practice that I had. And I found myself feeling very lost and very, um, like, hopeless. Mm. And in spite of the fact that I already had a lot of graduate training behind me. So before becoming a massage therapist, I was... Um, actually doing, uh, you know, clinical psychotherapy with clients because I had a degree, a a master's degree in in clinical psychology, Mm -hmm. as well as a master's in education. The point of why I say this is because I found massage therapy to be really something I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And when that got taken from me, but no fault of my own, I went into sort of this dark phase, right? This part of my life Mm -hmm. where I felt sort of just really lost. Um, I I mean, that's the only way I can put it. And that was what you're passionate about. My goodness. And then all of a sudden you're faced with, I can't do this anymore. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, all of a sudden it was gone and it didn't matter that I was highly educated. It didn't matter that I could have probably gone and gotten a position in another field or anything like that. Um, I just didn't feel good enough about myself at that point. And what had happened was, you know, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of feeling down soon turned into, you know, a full on depression Mm -hmm. and restlessness and a lot of anxiety. And, you know, in that time, I settled and took a bunch of jobs that were so well below um, my pay scale or what I should have been earning for someone who had attained that level of education. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
But I took jobs. I mean, even aside from the poor income I was making, I took positions that were actually pretty demeaning. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I worked for bosses that were not kind. I, I'm not sure what you would refer to it in, in Australia, but in, in the U.S., um, I did what's called telemarketing, mm-hmm. um, meaning, you know, I worked for a company that was selling random products and I made blind cold calls to people yeah. asking them to purchase these products. And, you know, I got paid minimum wage. I was treated horribly by my boss and coworkers. And I was, you know, verbally assaulted every night on the phone mm-hmm. because I was interrupting people and asking them to buy products that they had no desire to buy. Yeah. And I was just at a really low point in my life. And I actually got fired from that job. So talk about feeling wow. bad about yourself mm-hmm. and then getting fired from the worst job on the planet. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it was really like an all-time low <laughs> for me. It was like I looked oh. at myself in the mirror. I was in the car and I was crying. And I said, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was blaming myself, kind of like, what are you doing, you know? Mm. And I remember in that moment just feeling so lost and so scared and thinking back how my life had been so different just like six months ago. You know, I was a thriving, you know, happy-go-lucky massage therapist. And all of a sudden, here I was in this, like, depressive state, getting fired from this mediocre job Mm -hmm. and not really sure which way to turn. And um, I knew at that point, I mean, I knew there was was hope. It still took a few more go-arounds with having, quote-unquote, these unsatisfying sort of soul-sucking jobs until it really hit me Mm. um, where I had a real wake-up call and that came about when I was working in a gym I was like a membership sales desk type of person yeah and one of my duties as working at the gym was to clean the women's restroom at night and I was in the bathroom one evening and I was cleaning it and one of the patrons who had come in, one of the one of the members of the gym, she and I had gotten to be quite close. We were, you know, we had talked a lot while she was there and she was a social worker. And, you know, I told her a little bit about me and how I'd come to, you know, where I was at in this point in my life. And she said to me, like with no hesitancy that night, she said to me, Lisa, I've got a question for you. And I said, sure, what is it? And I I barely even looked up. I was just down, you know, cleaning and doing what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. she said to me, what are you doing? And I I looked at her and I said, well, I'm I'm cleaning the bathroom, Mm -hmm. you know, very nonchalantly. Mm -hmm. And, And she said to me, no, she said, what are you doing? Like, what are you really doing? And again, it just went over my head. And I said, well, can't you see that I'm actually cleaning? You know, <laughs> is like, a, I, I is just, this a trick question? Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. like I was so dumbfounded by it. Mm-hmm. And then for a third time, she looked at me and she said to me, no, I don't think you understand. She said, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Hmm. And I kid you not, I looked like a deer in the headlights. Mm. I I mean, our eyes locked. And when she said that to me, she had my attention. Wow. That's powerful. I looked at her. Yeah, it was so powerful. It was such a, like a a momentum shifting, you know, I mean, 
interaction that mm-hmm. that very moment when she said that and I looked at her and I said you know what I don't know I said mm-hmm. I don't know anymore I've lost myself I don't mm-hmm. even recognize myself anymore and she said a few more words it wasn't a really lengthy conversation mm-hmm. it was just enough where she got my attention and she basically said something to the effect of I really think you need to figure it out because Mm. you're so talented and you're so gifted. And I know I see the way you interact with people and the way you're gentle with people and you want to help people and you, you have that gift. Why would you waste it? Yeah. Hiding behind a desk and hiding behind, you know, cleaning a bathroom stall. And that's literally what she said to me. Yeah. And from that day on, um, that was my turnaround. That was my, mm-hmm. that was my, you know, eye opening moment, yeah. you know, wow. moment where yeah. I really knew there was someone out there who was ready to really call me, call me out on my own BS. Yeah. So I was telling myself that is it's story, you know, goodness. I yeah. mean, how um, thankful I'm, I'm sure looking back, you were to that, oh, yeah. to that person. And, and, you know, I, I just felt the need to uh, you know to have you share that story because I'm sure someone may be listening today who through that incredible um, story that you did share may have been now recognized that their life and what they've been doing they be maybe you know maybe hadn't even dreamed something different were possible um, so let you know what Lisa Marie just shared with you be that call be that that moment that you say hang on a minute is this really what what I want so let's then talk about self-sabotaging because I think look we can have these moments where we start to question what we are doing and we recognize that goodness there are other opportunities and guess what I can have those opportunities um, myself but then we get stuck in the self-sabotaging cycle so how can we stop ourselves from letting self-sabotage block us from really truly living the life that we desire yeah, so that's that's a wonderful question and it's one <clears throat> excuse me that I'm often asked mm. and I actually love responding to it because you know the answer is so simple but the work that needs to be done in order to get there mm. is really where we need to focus. The answer simply is that you need to recognize that you are worth it, that you are going to give yourself a fighting chance and that you know that you deserve more. And that can be something as simple as actually looking in the mirror for the first time Mm. and admitting that to yourself. Mm. It can be saying it out loud for the first time. It can be writing it down in a journal for the first time, whatever it is. um, If you can get to that point where you say enough is enough, I'm tired of feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not living up to my highest potential or I'm tired of feeling like a second class citizen or whatever the, you know, you want to fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, the recognition piece is so key. It's so, so key because you can't change what you don't recognize. Yeah. And you've got to be willing to own it for yourself and know that you were created for a purpose far greater 
than what you're currently doing if in fact you feel like you're not living up to your potential. You know just as you're saying that sometimes um, we can have incredible gifts and talents yeah and strengths and because they come often some of those strengths come so naturally to us we disregard them don't we we take them for granted yet when we need to start recognizing well hang on a moment that you really do have an incredible um, you know offer and and whatever it might be in whatever field that you you are in so what for you I mean did you do some journaling around that to start to really recognize where some of the key areas that you were able to contribute and offer to the world so to speak yeah yeah absolutely um you know I'm I'm a huge proponent of of prayer and open dialogue with Mm. my higher power Mm -hmm. so I started there you know I started with you know the praying and the asking and you know, the questioning about where do you need me to be? Where do you want me to go? You know, Mm. sort of putting my, you know, my own, my own needs aside for a moment Mm -hmm. to know that and trusting that there was something greater than myself that could lead me to where I needed to be. That was where I first started. Mm. And then I made a very, very conscientious effort to change my thoughts by changing my language Mm. about the way that I spoke to myself and about myself. So if someone asked me, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, I was embarrassed to tell people I was a telemarketer. I was embarrassed because I knew people who had known me and they knew I had like two master's degrees and all of that. And I was embarrassed to tell people that, well, I'm working for minimum wage as a telemarketer right now because I really feel uh, pretty badly about myself. Like, I couldn't say that to people, Mm. you know. So I made a very conscientious effort and decision, and I had to stick to it. You have to be disciplined about it because if you don't, those old fears and those old thoughts, those old self-sabotaging behaviors will pop back up. The thing is, the stronger you get in the way that you speak about yourself, the way that you speak to yourself um, will eventually get stronger than the, the, you know, the negativity and the negative pieces Mm -hmm. and the negative thoughts. And so for me, it was really a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but again, that willingness to commit to changing the way that I perceived myself and the way that I was going to speak to myself and use language that described myself had to change and it had to change immediately not you know not wait a week not wait two weeks not wait three weeks but it had to start changing right away Mm -hmm. so I sat down and I journaled and even though I didn't quite believe everything I was writing Mm. I wrote it down and I declared it to be such that it was my truth Mm -hmm. because I knew that if I could write it out, there was some sort of cathartic, you know, release in doing that and in knowing that I now had something to strive towards. So combining that with the prayer and the meditation and the positive affirmations, and then literally catching myself, if I were to say something negative out loud or in my own mind, you know, and being able to just say, okay, that was the, that was the old version that was coming through mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna belittle it and berate it or try to, you know, I, I'm not even going to judge it. I'm going to call it out for what it is. It was 
a negative thought that had, you know, just sort of popped up from the past. I'm not judging myself for it. I'm just allowing it to be. Mm -hmm. And then I'm counteracting it with a positive thought. You know, it's so interesting to hear, you know, you share what you did because so many of us are not living the life that we desire, not reaching our full potential because there's that voice and we all we all have that voice and some of us it's louder than others that does tell us, you know, you can't do that or starts to compare, you know, compare ourselves to what other people are doing. But what you've done is just stop not giving that voice fuel and turning it around and what is it that you do want to continue to remind yourself and for some of us we are on on a journey aren't we and so whilst we have not yet and I love that word yet because it shows that you're continuing to move towards that and I and I know because I you know if I look back through my own personal journey there are times and if I had listened to that voice I probably would not be where I was was today so thank you for sharing that I know that uh, for some of you go back re-listen to this write down what Lisa said actually download the transcription I'll share the how you can do that Mm -hmm. uh, and then highlight what she said and start to to implement that so let's talk about the one thing that we need to do and if we don't do this one thing the answer will always be no what is that one thing we've got to ask Mm. we've got to ask for what we need and we've got to ask for what we want because if we don't the answer will always, always be no. Yes. And I teach people this all the time because so often we're afraid to ask for those things because we fear rejection. Yes. We fear, we fear hearing the words no. We fear hearing silence if we ask a question and mm-hmm. someone doesn't respond to us. But the way that I look at it and the way that I've had to reframe it for myself is that If I'm willing to at least ask someone or something for what I need Mm -hmm. and what I want in this life, then I've got a 50-50 shot at that answer being yes. But if I don't ever ask, the answer will always be no. Yes. And so it's something that, yeah, when I'm working with my clients, I constantly am reminding them of that. You know, I know you're afraid. I was afraid too. You know, I get it. You know, I'm not I'm not talking from someone who doesn't know what it feels like to go through that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even now, you know, there's certain things that certainly I'm not quite as courageous about as I'd like to be. Yet. But yeah. I push myself <laughs> through it and, you know, and yeah. I and I make myself ask regardless because again, if I don't, then the answer will always be no. Yeah, that's right. You know, it was interesting. I was talking to, to my coach a couple of, would have been about a month or so ago, I think. And it was around this very, you know, same topic, topic about the asking, because there's certain areas in, in my business where I just cringe, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> but it's not one of those things that you can outsource. So it's something that I just have to, you know, do and, and get over. But it was interesting because I remember as a child that I would used to ask, you know, my mother and, and, and of course, not judging mum, you know, she did the best resources that she could at that, that sure, time. Sure. And, you know, as a young child, you see books, you see all sorts of toys and clothes and everything. 
And, you know, the answer was no. And I, I'd kind of created this subconscious, you know, why bother asking? The, the, the answer is always going to be no, which was absolutely ridiculous. But sometimes we carry those things, don't we, um, from childhood into adulthood. So it was really great to be able to shatter that unhelpful belief, I tell you. But I love that, you know, 50-50, you got a 50-50 chance. Right, and 50 is better than zero, zero. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's, I I advise people, you know, just go for it, take the risk. The worst that can happen is that someone says no, Mm. and even then, Oh, well, you know, like move on to the next yeah. person. Yeah, you know, I think no also adventure. too, you know, you said, uh, Lisa, that, um, you know, we, we often fear rejection. However, it's very important for us not to take that no personally because we don't know what's going through their own belief system. They, You know, if we're asking a client to work with or a potential client to work with us, they may not yet believe that they're, they're worth investing that amount of, of money. So it's got nothing, no, no reflection on the on our quality of work or what we can deliver absolutely not they're just not yet in a place where they're ready to to say yes and uh, when you start looking at it that way too that can be incredibly helpful um, so we don't take it personally because I know many of, of women who are in service-based businesses, we are in that business because we're passionate about serving, about supporting our clients. So when we do get a no, we can often take that uh, personally, but it really isn't personal at all, is it? It's not. And that's something else that I really have to, um, well, you know, something I've had to work on myself hmm. and secondly, something that I'm constantly, constantly working on with other women entrepreneurs um, you know, you're going to hear no, you know, not every single person you speak with is going to fall head over heels in love with you and want to hire you mm-hmm. um, to do the job or to provide the service. And it's okay to hear no. And you were so right about that, Emery. You've got to learn to depersonalize what someone else's response is, mm-hmm. because their response is a reflection of them. It's not a reflection of you necessarily. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that's, you know, easier said than done. I mean, I'm a very sensitive person, you know, and back, you know, several years ago, if someone had said no, I probably would have started to cry, you yeah. know, um, mm-hmm. but as I've, you know, gained maturity and wisdom as I've, you know, gotten older, I do recognize that as long as I'm giving it my best and I'm showing up in an authentic way And, you know, presenting myself in a professional way, if the other person chooses not to or wants to say no, that's their that's their right to do that. Mm. Um, But I can't I can't let every no or every time someone says no, not yet or I'm sorry, you know, no. And if I were to let that, you know, sort of, you know, if I were to take that on personally, I mean, that would just erode your, your spirit, you know, erode, mm. it erode my spirit. So yeah, I teach people that all the time. It's depersonalizing um, what others, you know, think or say or how they respond to you. Yeah, so true. And isn't it great that we can share share that and, and share our vulnerabilities too? I think everyone in business and look, even the people who are really great at um, having those sales conversations and so forth, they initially all were a little bit scared of doing that. But you get to a stage where you are really confident. And if you've got, you know, uh, a client base who just continues to, to work with you and love what, what you do, that continues to really build your self-esteem and your confidence as well. 
so that when you do get those no's, they may not have been your ideal client in an actual fact. They could have done you a really beautiful favor because had you started working with them, maybe down the track, you might have realized that, you know what, this is not my ideal client. And so that no, maybe leaving the space open for your next ideal client who's absolutely going to love your work and get great results from working with you, it's left the space open for them to to step into and say yes. So yeah, that's um, great. So Lisa, what would be one last piece of advice that you and, and encouragement that you would like to leave with people today? See, now this is the part that comes easy for me. <laughs> I, I, love, I love empowering other people mm-hmm. and just helping them to live up to their greatest potential. Um, I would say recognize that you are more than enough and that you have exactly what you need already within you to make the necessary changes that you need to make for your own life. Yes, you may need to seek the advice of a counselor or a coach or a mentor or, you know, yes, you may need to bring in a team of people to help you, but recognize that the answers are already within you and know that you will get through whatever it is you're going through, even if you're in the darkest of darkest places. I promise you, if you hang in there and you give yourself permission to move forward and get the right people there to help you, you will see your way through this. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show, Lisa. It really has been a pleasure speaking with you. How can people get in contact with you? Well, first, I would like to say thank you again so much. This has been really, um, really a blessing for me. I mean, I just love being able to, you know, spread, you know, you know, my words of encouragement and letting people know that there really is, you know, hope. There's hope for people, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and sharing my story. You know, I'm, I, I hope that that's what I've been able to give today. Um, so for anyone listening, I, I welcome um I welcome you to reach out to me on, uh, you know, on social media. Certainly you can just put in my name, uh, Lisa Marie Pepe. Um, and I'm, I believe, Amory, you'll have that in the, uh, in the transcript. Yes. But certainly, yes, you can, you can look me up on Facebook, on any one of the social media platforms, and I will come up. Um, but the best way to reach me would be to go to my website, which is www dot positive transformation dot net again that's www dot positive p o s i t i v e transformation t r a n s f o r m a t i o n dot net positive transformation dot net And there you'll be able to reach me or send me an email or reach out to, you know, um, schedule even a, a complimentary call with me if you'd like. Fantastic. So, yes, we will have all of those details on the show notes as well as the transcript. So if you want to grab that, if you're listening from your uh, device, all you need to do is go to this link, annemariecross.com forward slash 
podcast 23 and forward slash podcast 23 and while you're over there join the conversation um let's 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 see what is the biggest insight i know you have had many many insights after listening to to lisa marie today what is the biggest insight that you've had from today's show and looking at that insight taking that insight what is the action step that you are going to take in the next 24 hours to start taking action on that we want to to hear from you we will celebrate alongside you and and certainly look forward to, to reading your comments so let's listen to today's inspirational message that's brought to you by communicate your brand so you can get noticed hired and paid what you're worth and it's a quote i'm not sure who said this so it's an anonymous but it's I love it and it says great brands start inside great brands start inside and for those of you who are service-based business owners you are your brand so often I see incredible service-based business owners they working on external brand elements such as their logo their website their business cards or stationery all those kind of things which are very important but they're actually branding touch points they communicate your message but if you you're looking at creating a brand message that really does speak who you are you need to go inside so looking at your values your mission what what's your why all of those different things are so important so great brands start inside now if you are a service-based woman in business and you are passionate about your business and even more so about helping your clients yet you are struggling to pinpoint those key elements that will help you make your message and how you communicate what you do to a potential client distinct, then why not sign up for one of my breakthrough sessions and uh, I'll certainly be able to support you in doing that. All you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough session, annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough session, so that you can really create a message that communicates the value, has your client saying, how do I work with you um, as well, which is of course what we want for all of you amazing women in business. Business. That brings us to the end of another episode. So if you have listened and gotten inspired, which I know you have, why not subscribe to our iTunes channel if you haven't already done that so that every week you'll be notified when the next show is out. All you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. While you're over there, if you want to leave a comment and as well rate the show, that would be fabulous because that helps us get our message out to as many other incredible women in business and, and women who would love to be in a leadership role. So anyway, that brings us to an end of another uh, episode have a fantastic week look forward to connecting with you all again next week bye for now see you lisa bye thank you This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.